You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Hey there, welcome to episode 140 of Push the Point, presented by Mash Those Buttons, your source for Overwatch League news, player updates, storylines, and more for season five of the Overwatch League. I'm your host, Ramses. Thanks for being here. Follow us on Twitter at pushpointpod, at Ramses underscore OW, or at Labosco. Labosco, good to hear from you. Good to see you over here on this Discord chat room. How are we doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Julian? I'm doing all right. It's been... You ever have one of those weeks where, like, you guys talked about this earlier, where, like, you leave, you're gone from work for a certain amount of time, and then the next week when you get back, you just spend the entire week having to catch up on all the crap that, like, every, like that got stowed away for you while you were gone? The amount of people who are, like, the amount of people who are, like, oh, like, yeah, we'll just, we'll leave this for Ramsey's, he'll take care of it next week, and I'm, like, cool, awesome, and it was, like, time-sensitive stuff, so I have, like, a day to do it, like, like, oh, great, thank you, thank you for leaving this for me and not doing it yourselves. Yeah. Um, you want to do something yourself, leave us a review on iTunes or at Spotify, whichever one floats your boat. Uh, we have a little bit of news to get into this week. We got the start of the summer showdown. Um, some new a new meta, a new hero. Uh Labosco, I it's really interesting because I've seen people going into this week, I think people were kind of assuming them people were talking about jotes, if that makes if that rings any bells. That's the what they idea, were calling it. Yeah. Um, which goats no longer means three tanks, three healers. Um, j- goats, I think, is just now vernacular for when the game is 100% about, about cooldown management. But the and, game's always been about that. So, like. Yeah, I think it means in a way where it's boring to watch, I think is where they mostly are specifically talking about it. Um, Junker Queen's in the game. Some people thought it was really fun, some people were bored out of their minds. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent in the ladder camp, but definitely I was. I was feeling a little bit more like that. Um, Junker, it's you know what it is is that like Junker Queen gameplay. I think what would help so much is if there was just like some sort of visual indicator besides like the spin. It looks like she's just doing a move. Like there's no like ultimate like all right here it is. Like it's just why did that character stop? Oh, and they're over there. Okay. Well, yeah, you can't like really tell what it's doing, right? Yeah, like you see the move happen, and you're like, okay, so now what? Because it's like a, it's like a tick, right? It, 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 like it's a gradual progression or whatever for the people who get hit by it, right? It doesn't, you know, it's not immediate. Mm-hmm. So, well, and the other thing too is like, it was interesting that um they were talking like I saw some people complaining as well, like if we did, like that's already one thing, but there's no like indicator as far as who gets hit from anything. Like you have yeah. to be watching health bars. There's no visual indicator like cool. Lobosco got hit with the with um the rampage. I think it's called. yeah, yeah. It, it's very. It, it is definitely one of those things where it it is a little weird and, and kind of hard to tell. So I, I get that, but like we still have we, we have Genji and we have a lot of Ash and and Sojourn. Like I don't know. Yeah. The, the, it's not like there's like a lack of like oh it's just two piles of meat beating each other until one of them's dead. It's not really happening. I mean, and there's some crazy plays that like not, not, not like crazy, like, you know, incredibly like, you know, super nuts that they were able to pull it off. But like just like watching Dallas and watching um, Conbin play Junker Queen and like 
he he just kills everybody you know mm-hmm. like i don't know i i don't i don't have as big of a problem as other people do with have with it but i i don't know i, I that that's a little weird to me I, I i think that's a little it's not goats I, I don't know why people are trying to make it like it's goats like goats was so much different what was it there was a very there's a lot of upsets this week it was a very interesting tweet from Albert from Florida Mayhem talking about how uh, impressive that the devs managed to make a zero skill meta. Don't even call this salty because it's legitimately true. You see teams like Mayhem dropping maps in series of teams that should never be able to touch them. Like the shock is really the only conclusion you can come to. It was so that's a joke uh, tweet, obviously. he's. Being- oh, yeah. But I think it comes off of there's been plenty of people who have been very critical of the meta so far. Yeah. Which like whatever. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like, like they, the, 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 he obviously doesn't agree with anything he said in that tweet, like which is very clear, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I like that well, tweet from him a lot, actually. And to to nail it down, it's and people have talked about this because at least with this comp, there's still DPS making plays. I think a lot of it is just yeah. the survivability of of players because right now you're seeing most of the lineups are Sojourn or Ash, depending on the map, Genji, Jugger Queen rig and lucio um so you're seeing sometimes zen sometimes anna zen as well well and a lot of double main support so you've seen some teams try and go out to get some main supports which we'll talk about in a sec uh you've seen some teams do double flex support in the main support which is really funny um it's been it's an interesting comp and we'll do more with it in a little bit but there's a couple of uh couple of new stories kind of go through um some news out of the nyxl camp very very dramatic week if you are a New York Excelsior fan, all all 12 of you that are still there. Um, Onsoon, they, they announced earlier in the week that they picked up Onsoon J, main support, who had some contenders history a long time ago with um, with uh, Element Mystic. Most recently played for Toronto Defiant in that, um, I think last year he was paired up with Lastro. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember initially, like at the beginning of season four, it was Ansun Che Aztec. And we were like, oh, this is going to be a really cool support line. This is going to be awesome. And then Lastro came and just played like all the time yeah. over Aztec. Um, a pretty good guy. Um, him going to New York is good because they need a main support. Uh, which at one point last week, they had three flex supports with Ho Won, Myun Bong, and Gangnam Jin, which was a little funny. Um, less funny this week, uh, they released Myun Bong. Um, which there was for one i've liked me on for a couple of years i'm a little bummed to see it happen this way but i mean yeah. it's not like he was performing well with new york unfortunately but nobody was really performing well on new york so no. literally yaki and even then well considering right well, well considering, considering what the rest of the team was doing but i also um you i've also been a big proponent always that um if the team is playing bad, nobody really can ever look that good. Like you can maybe stand up a little bit, but even then, like you're not looking like a Yaki's not putting up the numbers Yaki did when he was on a team that was, you know, in the top half of the league. You, you just well, can't. So, you just can't. Well, we need to talk about this though. Um, so Myunbong did not know he was released. Oh, that's right. At the time that this tweet went out. I think the idea was that they were gonna take him in to like a team meeting. And be like, hey, Myunbong, I'm really sorry, but we're going to go in a different direction. Um, we're going to be releasing you. And then they were going to put out the tweet. But those events happened in reverse order. So they put the tweet out that they were releasing him before they talked to him in person. Uh, 
So you saw like it was horrible to look at, but in like a car crash kind of way, where like him responding with like eighty question marks, like what about him being released? They put up a statement later on that today we posted an announcement thanking Young Bong for his time with us. However, we failed to properly communicate with the team before this announcement was made. We take full responsibility and there are no excuses. To Myung Bong, we are deeply sorry for our miscommunication and putting you through this situation. Although we wish this was communicated better, we truly appreciate your time with us and wholeheartedly want the best for you in your future endeavors. To our fans, this is a mistake we will not be repeating. We will have we have immediately changed our communication processes going forward. Um Okay. I mean they have to make some sort of public apology, right? Like, yeah. You have to say something, but like there's not really a crap. way to, there's not like a good way to do this, you know? No. I mean it's just crappy all around, man. Like what the heck? Yeah. It, it it's very I don't know. It's it, it sucks that a player has to find out publicly that way. It's really shitty. Um mm-hmm. it, and that that's like the, I think the most appropriate word to it because it, it's just like it's so bad. That should never well, be the way. That well, that this happened. isn't this. This is the first time this has happened to a quote mayhem related team, right? Because this happened with Florida earlier this year with Adam too, right? Didn't Adam find out that he got released over Twitter? Was that? Oh God, it, that was just a few weeks ago, or like a month yeah, ago. That was like the world is moving too fast, Chris. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I don't know it's, everything. I I had COVID the, the previous week, so like. Everything is all jumbled all over the place for me anyway. <laughs> so, well, I mean, if you if you were lost with that, I'm going to tell you a new thing. There's an article that came out earlier this week from Yiska over at GG Recon saying that um, according to multiple sources, the Washington Justice is in the process of drastically decreasing their competitive cost following a loss of confidence in the Overwatch League due to continuing uncertainty around the financial prospects of the league. The organization is allegedly trying to sell all of its OWL players in an effort to recoup some of its losses and significantly decrease its competitive cost. With the official trade deadline rapidly approaching on August 18th, sources allege that the Justice will struggle to offload most of its roster to other OWL teams. The downsizing may also affect staff at the team management and coaching level of the organization. Um, let's see. Right now, so the idea is like you, they want to release these guys. So that they can rec- so that they can pay out whatever's left of their salary without paying the big bucks that's still left to a decent amount of them. Washington is one of these rosters where they've spent money. They spent a good chunk of money putting this roster together, and the allegedly success- the- we don't know how much money they allegedly spent. we don't know allegedly the impression that Pre has told us is that they spent a lot of money. Now, has the roster performed up to expectations? No. Um, I hate to be on the ch- I hate to be calling for the chopping block here, but I feel like before players and granted, it never works like this. I know it doesn't, but like there are plenty of like there are staff people I feel like should be on the block before some of these players. I don't know if anybody should be like because because your lack of confidence in the Overwatch League, then sell the team, get out of the league. Then I mean, what what is the point of owning a team in the league that you don't have confidence in? But I, from what well, remember, we've been talking about this for a couple of years now. Like, you can go back, Andy Miller and the Shock talking about this at the end of season three, going into season four. We're like, yeah, dude, we don't know what's going on with the league. We wish we knew. I mean, but they're still spending money. Yeah, they're still being supportive of the league. And you know what's part of the problem with a league failing is the teams in the league. As much as you can be frustrated with things with the league, you are part of what makes the league happen. Well, and like. It seems like most of the companies are all like, I don't know, 
there's been some news around. I know Overactive Media, who own um, Toronto Defiant and own a COD team whose name I don't remember the name of. Oh, the Toronto Ultra. I know they reported like a pretty huge loss this last like quarter as well. Um, I mean, the narrative has been going around for the past couple of months. Like, will we see the ne- the league next year? And it's one of those things where like I think Sean Miller or whoever can come out and say, yes, we have plans for next year. Awesome. But people will continue to speculate until literally we are playing the games next year. Well, there's so many there's so many problems with Overwatch League right now, too. Like, like I think that that anybody who's a fan of the league should really be unhappy with some of the stuff that's happening. I think like, you know, it was one of like the biggest breaths of fresh air was like, you know, I love the desk, but all of the all of Avali, excuse me. I don't know why I said it wrong there when I. I I, I've liked Avali for a long time, watching her doing interviews in League and stuff. She's a very fun and creative person. Um, and they really allowed her to come in and do some fun stuff with the desk. And I thought that was really cool. And this is not like it, me saying Zoe is bad or anything. I'm just saying she she didn't have the expectations on her of anything, right? So she could kind of do whatever she wanted to do. And I wish that people who were, you know, more ingrained would have the same freedom, you know? Like, I think Zoe's done some really cool stuff that we also haven't seen her do some of that stuff in a while. Like, remember when she did the, what was it she was making that they did, like, some of those videos were on um, a couple of years ago, I guess it would be now. Um, God, what was it that she made that they did, like, the videos? It was like, they were really cool. They were really fun, right? She does art stuff. I don't know if she, like, she knit something or if it was, like. It wasn't knitting. It was something more involved. It was, like. She um, draws, too, like. it, it, It was more like a craft art mm. style thing i don't know i don't really know stuff like that so forgive my ignorance uh, well, but it was cool the point was was it was cool it was interesting right and they don't you know and that's not the desk stuff necessarily but like they don't they don't seem to feel like they have the same freedom as somebody who's just coming in and then gets allowed to do this although avali said it was because they allowed her to do this stuff but like why is it that the rest of the desk doesn't ever get to feel that way you know well and i I think part of the issue has been like the game itself is down. Um, like I think because already, I, like outlook for the game itself already is pretty dour. So like, why would it, why are people even excited about the league either? I get that. Yeah. Um, this it just seems to be kind of like the first like, and they the justice haven't said this themselves. Um, but as far as like a public article and everything, this seems to be the first like public sentiment from a team they're like hey we are concerned about finances going forward well, the, the, the sentiment's been there like there's been you know rumors of stuff like this already so this is just one of the more public things being outright admitted you know not that it's been fully admitted obviously you know i'm not saying i, I think yiska has very reputable sources i'm not just i'm just saying it's still coming from a source right so you there's always got to be that little bit of grain of salt even if it's you know even if it's somebody as reputable as yiska right so I, 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 I do think this is the set of it, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more inclined to believe this than to not. Um, which is why it's really frustrating is people who have been fans of Overwatch for a long time. Um, it makes <laughs> it makes covering the league really hard, too, because it's like, am I covering a dead game? Am I covering something that's not going to be here anymore? Oh, no, I mean, I don't, Lola, I don't know if you've had to deal with this, but whenever I've talked to my friends about it's like, 
about like, yeah, I do an Overwatch League podcast. I get the you you know you cover a dead game, right? And I'm like, uh, no, I, I haven't gotten have, that. But I mean, uh, I got that when the game was not dead. So who knows? We like, got that when we started the yeah, podcast. The I know, that's what I'm four saying. years ago. So it's like I, I I don't pay any attention to that. You know, it's four years later and we're still somehow here, right? Uh, but but I do get frustrated though. Like I do, mm. you know, I do agree with some of this stuff. So it's like I don't know. It makes it it makes it harder because it's like if you're not playing the game, we can't even play the same game the pros are playing. That's the, yeah. that's one of the frustrating parts about Heck, the pros too. can't play when they're not scrimmaging either. So that, that, that's, um, that's why it's so frustrating. I think like, so looking at where this might go going forward, we know there's a couple of players on here that are expensive. I mean, we know Decay's contract has to be pretty hefty. I would imagine uh, that Vigilante and then prob- I mean, Mag, I think had a pretty high contract from what we had heard. He was a highly so, sought think- after rookie, so that makes sense. So again, Putting the asterisk on here. The team has decided they no longer want to spend that much money. Because they don't have confidence in the league. Not that they are scraping by for money. They have decided they no longer want to spend that much money and are now looking to recoup as much of their costs as possible. I don't even Which remember involve getting Washington rid of a- anymore. Who does own Washington? I forget. It's so hard to keep track of the ownership sometimes. Not, not because they change, it's just because they're so, like, some of them are just so set back from from the actual team is owned by Mark Ein, the owner of the of Washington Castles, which is one of the eight franchises that compete in world team tennis. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We're this late into the season. I don't know if any like for any of the players on that team, the only ones I could see getting picked up would be like. I don't think anybody touches decay anymore. I don't think anybody touches. It's too much. Like, there's too many. Like, oh, what if it? uh, Like, I think I think people are content to not have to deal with it. You're forgetting about our uh, our brethren in the meat sports and problematic but highly talented players and their ability to find another job. So I don't know if I 100 percent agree on that. I think Mag might get picked up. Maybe Mag might still have some shine, and then Vigilante. I think that's all. Like, I don't see who's like, I don't see who's in a rush to get assassin or Kalios. Oh, happy. Actually, I take the back. Someone will grab happy. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. You know, who would be, you know, who, who would uh, be a team that it would be a good addition to have happy on for Houston again? No, no. Screw <laughs> Houston. The Dallas, Fuel. the Dallas fuel, bring him back. <laughs> Wrong Texas team. Dallas, Dallas could really use somebody like, uh, like a, like a happy. Um, that would be, I think, a very good fit. So. Bosco, I have more news involving a player that I know you and I talked about a couple when he got signed. We wanted to see more from him. We didn't really see much at all. Um, Hongjo Spark announced that they were releasing Liga, who was uh, an off tank. Um, one of I think for a long time, kind of like the premier well-rounded Chinese off tank. Um, from a lot of like a. For a long time, you had like China putting out really solid main tanks like um, like Gushui, like Gaga. Um, that's kind of where the names were. And you had a couple of really good Chinese off tanks. Like, I mean, Elsa is probably the most well-known one. Him and Late Young. Yeah, that's true. But, like mm-hmm. Liga, I think, was was kind of projected by some people to be like, this is going to be the guy who's like the big Chinese off tank. 
Yeah, now, he was on a very good team CC. Yeah. Yeah. Did not really just I mean, I know like we really expected him to play more for Hangzhou, and he just has never quite beaten out Bernard. Bernard's kind of had a solid playing spot since last year. Bernard's always been pretty good though. Like I've always been high end on Bernard. So he had like a down period, I felt like at the beginning of like when he started with the team. But but and he's he's come yeah. back since because he hasn't lost a job. But like I know like when he first started. His performance was low enough that there are people being like, where's Liga going to play? Show us Liga. We want to see Liga play. Right. But usually that happens because the person is probably not doing well in scrims or something, right? Like, unfortunately, there's a lot of those times where, and, and you know, obviously Coldest has been one of those guys where everybody thought he was going to be better than what he was because, you know, he's a guy who's another one that you thought would be, you know, dominating the league and being one of those flex supports we talked about just in the way that we've seen other one you know i i think it's very um you know these are questions that obviously make sense but there's also the fact that uh you know either the player just doesn't fit in a system or something i don't know there, there's a lot of things right so um it just sucks to see it definitely sucks to see you want to see talented players that you think are going to be great be great you don't want to see them kind of falter out and end up back in contenders which I believe he's on Billy Billy. So, yeah, um, a couple of moves from Houston as well. They announced like right before games, um, like on Friday, on Thursday or Friday, that they had picked up two new players. Uh, they picked up Lep and Doge, uh, both guys from the contender scene. Uh, Doge, I think, last played on O one esports. Remember correctly? Um, DPS player. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I take that back tank player um lots of time in european contenders um most recently with o1 esports but like raspberry racers dark mode revival shoes money crew ex oblivion it dude's been all over the place um plays a lot more of your main tank heroes which is something i know they kind of needed somebody to take over because piggy had been okay in some spots i mean his ryan wasn't really there and his monkey was okay you mostly saw him doing better on the off tank stuff um, they brought Dogen, Dogen for that, and then they brought in Lep, who is a main support player, um, who spent some time in in North American contenders. Most recently, Pirates in Pajamas uh, also did some time with Northwood University, Revival, Triumph, Phase Two, Noble, Altiora, pretty much everywhere. They did for so. We'll talk about Houston's performance. Uh, in a little bit. Lep got a lot of playtime. Um, current meta, you're seeing a lot of Lucio in there. I think they finally decided, why don't we just have a guy who plays Lucio all the time play Lucio instead of hamstringing last show by making him play this character? Yeah. Makes sense. You know, why Why would you do that? Especially if it's so important to have. And, and Lep is a good player, so like bringing in Lep makes a lot of sense to me. The bummer this week was uh, Houston earlier today, actually, on the day we're recording this, announced that they were dropping Piggy from the team. Uh, bit of a bummer. Piggy was really great last year, kind of like a standout, was in contention, like not like the front runner by any means, but like got thrown in once or twice for rookie of the year, like consideration. And just this season hasn't really had the same level of performance. Um, granted, he has been able to play a lot of heroes that he really is comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I think the Sigma specifically, you see it on like um, the push map whose name I forget, the Monte Carlo map. But like he hasn't really gotten to play a ton of stuff he's comfortable with. 
and realistically like they've had dante in for a lot of the more like off tank ish you're i mean like they've had dante in for doom and now you're seeing for junker queen they've brought in uh doge to take over the main tank stuff so i i guess they just may they, i guess they might think they don't necessarily have a need for his skill set right now um it's just weird because like the whole for me like you remember this lobo like during the off season the whole big get like was they got pelican because pelican wanted to come and play with his buddy piggy yeah and then like i even saw there was a tweet earlier today from pelican talking like that was him being really sad that he's no longer on the same team as piggy um yeah but tweet where is it i can't believe it i can't be happy without piggy um fgg that sucks but this is also um this is professional sports this is sometimes something that's going to happen and it's a lot more likely to happen in overwatch league than it is like say if you're like you know lebron james and you want to be on a team that's going to draft your son or something you know what i mean or you know there's a different sort of leverage um that other professional sport athletes have where they can maybe make some demands that overwatch league players yeah maybe they'll make the demand for you to get you on the team but you don't have the same sort of leverage as those other players to make sure that those things are you know stuck with right Mm. um that's the nature of the beast and it is professional sports too like they obviously didn't see value in having him on the team and and you know unfortunate as that is at sometimes the reality and it's hard to argue with the game that they just had the other day that um things are not going in a better direction for them you know it, it it's it's hard to argue that sometimes so it sucks but at the same time that's professional sports that's just just the the nature of the beast when you're a player in a league where players don't really have power anyways you know like, like, how much power do the players have in Overwatch League? Like, they can't even they, they can't even get the the devs to allow them to to play Overwatch Two at any other time other than when they're scrimming. You know, like, what are you gonna do? That, yeah. That's that's the. It sucks. It really sucks. So the the biggest part about it is is it it sucks that it's this way. Um, it's frustrating that it's this way. But this is also another one of those things that points to the sign of well, there's problems here. Not with the Houston. I'm saying with the game overall. Mm-hmm. The league overall, I should be more specific about. Yeah, man. Um, Looking at, I think that's it as far as moves for this week. Mm-hmm. Going into the first week of Summer Showdown. Uh, lots of upsets, lots of surprising results all around. Um, no APAC this week. Uh, just because the density of games is so much more they usually get that first week of the of the stage off yeah um looking at thursday games florida mayhem 3-1 over london spitfire uh new york excelsior 3-2 over houston outlaws dallas fuel 3-2 over la gladiators uh the the houston new york and the glads fuel games are interesting um i thought all three of these first games were pretty interesting because like i don't know i expected london to do a little bit better than what they did against Florida, because, you know, they have been a team with a very good record and stuff. There was concern that they would struggle a little bit more in, like, this meta, and they did all right. 
It wasn't like they were just floundering, but yeah. it wasn't like they did okay. I think part of it is that uh, someone is just a beast. Who someone's pretty great. Um, Xy when he's feeling it's really still really good. I think um, Xy getting to play like almost exclusively Ash was huge too for Florida. Like I yeah. thought that was a big like boon for them is that they were able to do that. They also handled. It seems like the book is out there too on how to beat um, London on the rush comp too because they were able to handle that on the push map. So it seems like uh, some of the weapons have been dulled by the other teams. Um, well, of and London. I think like Backbone has a hero pool set that like the stuff he's really good on, he's really good. His May, yeah, awesome. His Genji's not there. At least it didn't seem to be there in this matchup. So like, would you kind of need? You kind of need the Genji. Um, yeah. You need to be able to to have those blades make some value, make things tougher on the enemy team. Um, so even still, for a team with their record, like you expect a little bit better, right? Not 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 like not like they were terrible, but like I not saying that I thought one should win this because I do think Florida is the better team, but like Florida doesn't have the you know it doesn't have the greatest wins of all time this year too so like they mm. they the, their team's in very similar spots so i thought maybe it would be like a three two houston gets reverse swept by the new by new york excelsior uh they have lep and doge in for almost the whole set i think they just bring in dante at the end to try and like okay now we have to we have to lock this in and it doesn't really go to plan um it was horrible, Lobo, but like literally this came like two or three hours. Like, so they released me on Bong. And mm-hmm. then the New York releases me on Bong. And then they win this game. And then the victory graphic is a picture of me on Bong. Oh my, are you serious? Yeah, man. It wasn't even in that game, though. Wasn't even in the game. Why would you do? Sometimes I don't understand who runs the social. And like, New York generally with social media stuff is generally very good. So it's very confusing and weird that they would well, be this. And bad. they even, I mean, we have friends who work in that field and they were even saying like more than anything, they were probably just told post this now post this. And they had to be like, okay, we don't talk to the team. We assume that he probably thought like, it's not their job to necessarily be like, did you talk to me on bong? Does me on bong? No. Or like they're just told, Hey, we need this. Bong, make something like release this. the graphic. Yeah. yeah, this. Well, it's not even release the graphic. They're like, hey, make a graphic. We're releasing Young or we've released Young Bong. Yeah, I do. But but having him on the victory graphic has to just be one of those where like they have uh, like three victory graphics and they already used the Yaki and the Floor and the Gognam Jun ones last. No, New York has barely won. Th- this was like their the, second win. The second one in rotation is the Myunbong victory graphic. So they're like, okay, cool, that one. And well, right, because they don't pilot. know when they're posting that that it's that he's yeah. going to be released. Right. Sheesh, man. Uh, everything is Houstonable. I hate this team. I love them. I hate this team. You're a Cubs fan. You're, you're, you're a Cubs fan. You're, you're Why are they losing to New York? It's stupid. They shouldn't be Cubs losing fan. to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Glad's, Glad's have a tough week. Uh, they lose 3-2 to Dallas Fuel. Like you're saying, uh, for Hanbin looks great on the Junker Queen. Yeah, he was really good. Um, interesting too, Doha being the one to play the Genji and not Sparkle. I thought that mm-hmm. was very interesting. I wonder if it's a stylistic difference in their Genjis is why, because 
Sparkle is known for his Genji, right? Like that was one of the things when he was on Paris that people were most impressed by. So I'm well, very curious about that decision. It's interesting because in the second game that they play, Sparkle's in the entire time playing Genji. Well, no, he does, he's not in for Lee Jang. But um, Hollywood Circuit Royale and Coliseo, like he's playing Genji. So I wonder why I wonder why they made that decision in that one. I mean, it, it paid off, obviously, because they were up 2-0. Like, they were pretty good, like, first two maps that they did against the Glads, too. Like, I was like, oh, man. And they, they didn't get... And then it got a little bit worrisome because it comes back to a 2-2, two, two, but, but they, they do manage to pull it out and look pretty good at the end, too. Mm-hmm. But, it's but, tricky. Yeah, it was tricky. You would, you would think Glads would be, like, an easy crush in this meta because, like, Junker Queen looks like a character that would immediately fit Reiner's kind of skill set. We know Skew on the Brigitte is like a top five player on that hero. Funny Astro on Lucio, uh, top five, if not top three. Top on that one, hero. even. Yeah, Lee Jagon has not really done that much this year, has he? What's that? Lee Jagon hasn't been like crazy dominant this year, has he? Well, because he, they haven't been able to play Lucio. I guess, but, okay, top two. Top two. You're right. Top but two. like Kevster on Genji. Ons on Sojourner Ash, like this should be the best team at this comp. Yeah, but it just hasn't been there yet. Yeah, it has been a little weird. It, it it is one of those things that's a little bit more surprising. I mean, it's it's only week one as well, so it's not like one of those things to be, you know, if you're if you're a Gladiators fan, they've still won the 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 last two tournaments. Like, there's no need to. To come to be um, concerned yet, and I think there were two better teams they played this week, so it's not like they were losing to like New York or something. Although that again, New York beat Houston. Houston beat the Gladiators by transitive property. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm okay. kidding. But if there's one place that the transitive property does not apply, it is the Overwatch League. Yeah, it really is. It, it's just funny that it worked out that way this week, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I if, if they have another rough week next week, then I think maybe you start to get a little bit concerned that they're having some big problems with this meta, which is, again, a meta you don't expect them. It could be championship hangover a little bit, too. I think that's a lot more likely because the maps that they did win, they did look pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, you know, more of. Um, honestly, this is sometimes good for a team who's going for a championship. Like sometimes you need those losses to sort of refocus yourself and get you back yeah. on the right track. I mean, we've, I remember like, and I have high school sports experiences of like, if you peak too early, like, or like if you peak too early, it's so hard to build that momentum back. In yeah. The fighting shape for when it comes to playoff time. So, I mean, you, you would rather that this happens almost now, like you're saying, you'd rather ha- this happens now and then they can build back and build momentum again in time for playoffs rather than like end beginning of stage four, they get clobbered and then like, oh, crud, like, what are we going to do? You know, our, our, for, our, you know, since we've been doing meat sports comparisons, our esport comparison could be Dallas Fuel of last year, you know, mm-hmm. started off slow. How many different stages? And then, like you said about the building momentum, getting back on the right track and everything. And then all of a sudden they're. They're competing for a championship at the end of the year, you know, or the the end of each um, stage. Since they didn't, well, they were were they third or fourth last the last year? I, I think they were third, right? They because they ended up losing to Atlanta, I think, at the end, and then mm-hmm. it was Atlanta who went on to go and lose uh, to Shanghai. So, sort of uh, a similar thing. 
and I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to Gladiators. I'm just saying that's a team for an example that I think comes pretty close in the same esport. On Friday, Boston Uprising 3-1 over Atlanta Reign. Atlanta has a really rough weekend. Um, Punk on the Junker Queen is a match made in heaven. The Australian guy on the Australian, <laughs> crushing it on the Australian hero. You love to see it. Um, he, he, I, I thought he was pretty good too. Like he was somebody who seemed to have, have ad- adopted to this play style a little bit better than some of the other uh, tank players. Mm. What's up with Atlanta this weekend? Because it definitely, like, it seemed like in both their games, they were having some issues. I don't know. This has been Atlanta in the regular season this year. It's just how they've been. You know, they, they've been okay when in, they're in the regular season games and then playoff time, they're a different team. Um, I don't know why they can't get up for these games the same way they do for playoff games. Uh, I wish that they would play at the level we see them play in playoffs here because you're talking about something that could potentially be, um, you know, see, not season ending, but like you're putting yourself in a really bad position uh, to if you have, you know, <laughs> if you lose enough, you could be on the outside looking in at the end of the year. So so they do have to be careful here uh, because they're allowing teams. There's teams above them as far as like record. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Yeah, I mean, they end this week 500, 7-7. Seven and seven. Yeah. Luckily for them, they do, they do, I think, have a couple of um, the, uh, what do you call it, points, though? The victory oh, points yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, league points. Yeah, the league points. So that at least, like, helps them a little bit um, as far as, like, you know, they're above Florida as a result because they have one more point. Um, and then they're tied for teams that have a couple more wins than them as well. So in that sense, they're doing okay still, but like you can't fully rely on them. And you don't want to be you don't want to be like a seven seed at the end of the year. You don't want to have to play all those extra games and everything else. Like you want to get higher than that. You want to be top four. Like like there's no reason to think and this is nothing against Houston, but I think Atlanta has been the better team so far this year especially in playoffs. So they should be above Houston in the standing, but they're not because, you know, they, they haven't been the same sort of team uh, in the regular season that Houston has, you know, Houston are regular season warriors been that way the last two years. So um, not, not the best team to be comparable, but like, you know, they're tied with London they're tied with Toronto and we've already seen how they compare in playoffs compared to those two teams. So they should easily be above those two. Yeah, you would think. Um, San Francisco shock three, two over the Washington justice. This was way more of a nail biter than I think anybody thought it would be. Um, Washington gets out to a two Oh lead. Um, decay and happy are pounding. Mag looks great on the junker queen. Uh, everyone's like, Oh my gosh. Washington's going to blow it all up. Holy crap. It's going to happen. Oh, no. And then it's a slide. Um, Circuit Royal, Coliseo, Paris, it's just not there anymore. Um, Kilo Proper is great. Collusion, Junker Queen's great. Um, it's just San Francisco pulls it together, decides, no, we are not losing this game, and locks it in. Um, Toronto Defiant, 3 2 or Vancouver Titans. Pretty good week for Toronto, all things considered. Um, I know that this is a meta that you think would work pretty well for them, I think. And so far, it's been pretty good. Hoppo's looks has looked really good on the Junker Queen. 
uh twilight has like twilight specifically has had a really good break play um he's like his moment to moment to his moment to moment shot calling or I, we can't say if he's shot calling, but his moment to moment play has been very good he's always been a good player like ever since he's been on vancouver right like he was always a a very good i mean this is somebody who's been talked about as being the best flex support in the league at one point right um it sucks to see that he hasn't been on teams to the same degree but like now that he's on a team that's got some talent you're starting to see again some of his play stand out a little bit more compared to to you know when he's been on some rosters that have had a bit of trouble right mm-hmm. you know i Katie, mean think, think hashtag kdg was the problem think about it like like this guy went from vancouver to the team that was his rivals and 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 played great there too i think i think we forget about that sometimes as well right mm-hmm. hashtag kdg was the problem um uh london spitfire 3-0 over boston uprising Washington Justice 3-0 over Paris Eternal. Houston Outlaws 3-2 over LA Gladiators. Um, uh, Houston, again, the most Houston week ever. Lose to New York, beat the Glads. That's just always, it is always Houstonable. It's always Houstonable. I mean, again, th- this is one of those games a little bit harder to know like what was going on. Did, did they play Dante on the Junker Queen? Do you, they don't? They yes. Don't, yeah. Dante is also apparently listed as a tank player now, according to the website. Yeah, which is weird because um, I mean, realistically, I don't know if we see him on DPS this season. The only characters I think that will be an upgrade would be Tracer or Sombra. And right now, I don't see a meta. I, the current meta, there's no reason for him to play those. Honestly, I think he's a good enough player. Like, I think he, he is such a talented player that like he this could be a permanent role swap for him. And I think it's fine. I mean, we were talking about this last year, Lobo. Do you remember at one point, Houston picked up every DPS that also played D.Va at one point? Because they had Dante, who played D.Va for a little bit on San Francisco Shock. Blase, who played D.Va for Boston for a little bit. Hydration, who played D.Va a tiny bit for Glads that one time. Or Roadhog, too. Like, it was... It's kind of funny that, that I kind of went that way with Houston, but like Dante, I don't know. He's I, I think he's a very talented player. Like this is a dude who's had multiple accounts in the past that were, you know, what, like top 10 or something like. I mean, I, he kind of runs the NA ranked leaderboard yeah. when he cares, like when, yeah, he when, wants he, to. when he wants to. Right. And and like not just not just on the DPS role either. Like he's been, I think, top 500, top, you know, 100 or whatever, probably too with like. I know other roles as well. It's not like he just does this on DPS. Like I remember, I remember he had like a support account or something, or at least he was playing. I don't remember what account he was playing on, but I remember he was like playing a support like exclusively on that account at one point, like Mm -hmm. top 500 easily. So like, I, I think he has enough ability to, to be able to play other roles. Like mechanically, he's a gifted player. So it almost makes you wonder why they brought in another tank then, unless they just want somebody to kind of fill out the areas that maybe he's not as strong in. But then again, it's like if he was the, you know, y- you wonder if they win that game against New York, if Dante's just playing the entire time, you know, I think they do, but I'm out of the locker room. <laughs> um, the Bosco, did you know that today's Vancouver Titans result was prophesied back in May? I won Matt, Mr. X, Morello. Really? Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> there is a discussion they were having where they're like, Houston, where they're, he was talking about how like Vancouver is not the worst team in the league. 
Vancouver is definitely not the worst team in the league. And they're like, how? How can you say that? It's like, he's like, you can bet on this. You can quote this. This will happen on August 14th, 2022, which is this game. Like, there is a, um, it was just so, like, Vancouver looks really, really good comparatively, of course. <laughs> right. We must always put that asterisk, asterisk up there. Um, comparatively. But oh, I'm trying to find worthy. Yeah, here, here it is. I'll send it to you. Okay. But um, yeah. So they look comparatively pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Aspire has a really good game. King has a pretty good game. Uh, they have Mirror playing the Junker Queen. I think it's a combination of that and like Paris just looks bad. Paris does not look good in I, this map. It's so weird because like Paris is not the like I, I I did think Paris had more talent than Vancouver. This is so good. It's funny that like Paris has already gotten a win on the season, so this wasn't a battle of you know teams that haven't been able to get a win. You I know? mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that win was over Vancouver already. Was I don't it? Know, but then no, that wouldn't have made sense for the meme. Yeah, because I, I think that was their first time playing each other. Especially because one's east, one's west, so they don't see each other as much, I think, when they're playing anyways, as far as, like, divisional stuff goes, because there's kind of that, like, there is, like, you know what I mean? Like, they used to have the divisions that aren't really there anymore in the mm-hmm. conference and whatever. I don't know. It, it, it's, I, I'm trying to remember who Paris beat, though, because I I feel like it was a team that was surprising that they beat. Like, it was like a Toronto Maybe it was or New York. Was it New, or maybe it was New York. But, like, New York is definitely better than Paris, especially at this point. Like we now know for sure that Paris is not as good as New York, but maybe it was just like, you know, New York's still like players that that are not playing to their potential. So maybe it was just one of those really bad days. I can't remember who it was. Like I'm trying to figure out who it was. I think it, it was, was New York. York. It was it was a three yeah. two win. It was three two. It was three two. Um, but like I still think New York's better though. I mean, right now, they're coming off of a win over Houston, I would agree. <laughs> Houston, who beat the LA Gladiators, therefore, the New York Excelsior could beat the LA Gladiators via the transitive property. And if we're using the transitive property, the Paris Eternal, because they beat the Vancouver. <laughs> because they all, because Vancouver the, the, beat the, Paris, who beat, who beat New York, who beat Houston, who beat the LA Gladiators. Right. Due to transitive property, the team that's the worst in the league is actually the second best. No. Um, yeah, the, the bottom of the league is very weird, right? Um, because I think there's a gap between Vancouver and Paris. Um, but I thought, I always thought Paris was better than Vancouver. So it's really impressive that Mr. X was so like sure, assured that Paris would not be able to beat Vancouver. That's amazing. You have Um, to give your hats off to him for that. (laughs) You showed up on the desk today looking to super smug the whole time. Of course. Um, Rounding out the other Sunday games, San Francisco wins 3-0 over Shock. Dallas Fuel wins 3-0 over New York. Toronto Defiant gets the upset 3-1 over Atlanta. And like we were talking about, Atlanta just doesn't really have it together in this game. Um, combined with Toronto playing really well, Hoppe has a really good performance. Junker Queen, Twilight looks great on the brig. Isu gets some good picks. Um, Atlanta should be playing better than this. I feel like it's just not there right now. You know, it's weird too. So like. 
Vancouver three. This is like this is like a good week for Vancouver, right? They get the three two loss only to Toronto. So you're like, wow, they're competing with Toronto. Toronto's middle, you know, upper middle of the pack. What are they doing competing with this state? And then and then and then Toronto, you know, thankfully doesn't look as bad against Atlanta. So I don't know. It's very weird. Atlanta's very weird right now. Like I said, I think it's sort of that thing we saw with Dallas. Um, and that sort of say, I, but like, you know, Atlanta just doesn't really seem to get up for these games, but they're going to need to, they're going to need to here soon. So, uh, I think things, you know, I think it's the same sort of thing as with the gladiators where we wait a week and we see if their results next week are similarly poor, especially because they get a much more favorable schedule next week. Um, mm-hmm. they only have one game and that one game should be very well. We'll have to see. Um, going taking a quick look at next week's games. Um, we got Friday: Shanghai versus Guangzhou, Seoul versus Hangzhou, um, New York versus Vancouver, Boston and San Francisco, Toronto versus Dallas. Saturday we've got Seoul versus Chengdu, Shanghai versus Hangzhou, L.A. versus Philadelphia, New, uh, London versus Houston, Shock versus Gladiators, Justice versus Mayhem. And Sunday, we have Valiant versus Charge, Philadelphia versus Hunters, Dallas versus Uprising, Atlanta versus Paris, and Gladiators versus Toronto. Anything you're specifically interested in seeing for next week? I think the East games are the games that are going to be more interesting um, because I just think the East is overall more interesting. I think it's a little bit closer from the top to the bottom. Like, I feel like the teams at the bottom, talent-wise, are closer to the teams at the top than you know the gap that there is on the west side um or so uh florida washington i think it'll be interesting because washington just you know kind of looking a little you know (laughs) maybe they're a mad team because they're of the article that's come out now that they know that they're playing to hopefully get on a good team maybe they play they continue to play well um obviously the only one like west that i'm really really curious about um actually there's two uh, San Francisco Gladiators obviously rematch championship mm-hmm. game from the last stage, um, and then um, Dallas and Toronto because okay, what is Toronto? Um, and I'm still curious about Dallas. Like, yeah, they beat the Gladiators, but if that's a down week, you still want to see them continue these performances. So that's what I'm kind of looking for more than anything else for the West games. Yeah, the Gladiators games should be interesting because I want to see just if last week maybe now that they've gotten it. Out, maybe not out of their system, but now they've like kind of had a week to kind of get beat down. Maybe we see them push back a little bit. Yeah, because uh, they should be good. This meta, they have this, they have the talent pool that makes them look like they should be good. I feel like with their team, there's no meta that they should really be bad at. Anyway, mm-hmm. like I think that they all have a diverse enough pool player pool where there really shouldn't be any sort of meta that they won't be good at. We'll have to see. Um, as we're wrapping up, we just want to say again, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you guys. Best thing you can do is leave us a review on iTunes or on Spotify. You can just hit that quick little star button. It makes it way easy for people to find us and just lets us know what you guys enjoy, what we can make better for the discord. We have a pretty fun community on there. Um, there's been some fun combos with geo. I know we have a lot of activity going on in the apex, the apex area, as well as the, um, as well as in the fighting games sections. Um, you can find that at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Uh, Lobo, what can they do if they're interested in the Patreon? 
If they want to go to patreon.com slash mash those buttons or as little as a dollar a month, you get access to Patreon exclusive content of the shows here on the network. I think that it is now structured in a way where it's like based on show as well. So you can support a specific show if you so choose. Uh, Patreon's really cool. Um, and any money, of course, helps, you know, keep the network afloat, too. And uh, Ja deserves every penny that comes through the network. And yes. also at pushpoint pot for the twitter uh push the point at gmail.com if you want to email us yes sir if you want to contact labosco on twitter for whatever reasons you may have at labosco if you want to find me that's at ramses underscore ow and that's going to be it for episode 140 of push the point thanks for being here as always take care of yourself stay safe we'll see you soon not this coming week the week after have a good one Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.